Yeah. 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 Roger. Now we're just waiting. It's it and starts exactly at seven thirty. And less than a minute, and then I'll start. Start yeah. right on time. Yeah. All right. Well, praise God. Um, good to be with you guys on a Monday night. And this was in response to um, a question that we had, and it want the person wanted to know what what is the new world order? Um, what does the Bible say about the new world order? And who are those people that are involved with this that are you know pushing this agenda forward? And that's a you know that's a loaded question. There's a lot there, and um, I'm gonna try and get through that and. Uh, give some useful information hopefully uh, from a biblical worldview and uh, there's a lot that that you know could be said about this and um, I want to read this scripture first before we get started you know um, we're living in, in times where you know there's a lot of uh, confusion and there's potential for fear and the reason why I want to even cover this topic is not to instill any fear that's you know the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind and you know the thing is the Bible or the Lord God and Jesus is not caught off guard by these things mm -hmm. he's, he's not surprised that this is happening he in fact he warned us that these things would um, would be taking place in these days and these are having to do with the birth pangs of a new kingdom coming. We're talking about this kingdom here, which is not uh, the intention of God, but it's in His Word what this is all about. And um, but His kingdom is coming, and His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. And uh, let me read this. This is from First um, uh, Thessalonians, and um, it's a comforting word, and and it puts things into perspective. It says. But I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend with, uh, from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the dead in Christ will be will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air and thus uh, thus shall uh, we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words so it's a this is a comforting word and then it goes on but it says but concerning the times and the seasons brethren I have no need that I should write to you for you know yourselves perfectly well that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they uh, say peace and safety, then sudden destruction um, comes upon them as labor pains and a, as on a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in the darkness so that they should overtake you as a thief. 
You are the sons of the light, sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, that we should live together for, with him. Therefore, comfort each other, edify one another, just as you are doing. That's the point of this. This is to let us know that God talked about these things in his word, and it's a comforting word. It's a word that brings us comfort, that we know that the Lord Jesus Christ has this under his command, and it's under his control. So I have this... Uh, this logo up here, I kind of stole this idea from Pastor Kippy. I saw he did an update on this, and I thought that was pretty cool. And you know, the reason why I use that, that's as close as our dollar bill. You know, that, that um, uh, logo that's on there is actually our, our seal on the, on the dollar. And, uh, you know, this is what it says on there. It says uh, on there, on this, it says Anuit Conceptus, and that stands for... Providence has favored our undertaking. And then on the bottom, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum, which is Latin, and it means the new order of the ages. Hmm. And so, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I asked my dad, I had a dollar, and, you know, I saw that pyramid with the eye, and I asked my dad, what does that mean? And he goes, oh, that means because our country is, is always growing, and the work of our country isn't done yet. And I don't think he knew, he just made something up to tell me that. But it's on our dollar bill. So that's really interesting that it has a pyramid with an all-seeing eye uh, hovering over a pyramid. You know, so it's like, what, what is this? So, you know, when you, when you, um, you know, learn about things or want to know about something, you know, the word is follow the money trail. And so here we are, we have the very thing on our money. And, uh, you know, what, what's that all about? Well, anyway... The United States, uh, at this point, our money is the the world um, the world reserve. You know, our money is if you're going to trade uh, to buy oil or do transactions. Since World War II, the United States came out of that uh, so powerfully that the dollar was the com the the medium of exchange, and so that's being challenged right now, though. You know, but there's there's a uh, there's things going on. This this was a quote from. Uh, Mayor Rothschild, this was in 1815, it says, Mayor Rothschild made this famous statement, I care not what puppet is placed in the throne of England to rule over the empire, or which the sun never sets. The man who controls the British money supply controls the British empire, and I control the British money supply. So it's, it's basically it's about who has the money has the control. And so the New World Order uh, one of the things that's that's going on right now, it's they're instituting a system of control. And this uh, Bible has a lot to say about that, but it's on three different levels. It's on a financial, mm -hmm. it's on a political, and it's on a religious scale. If you control those things, you control everything. And so what we're seeing is uh, something that's emerging that's been around. This, this uh, so-called conspiracy has been around for you know quite some time. And it's being pushed forward. I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh uh, years ago, and I learned a lot about politics from Rush Limbaugh and listening to his show when I was uh, doing my landscaping business. 
And one of the things he would start up his show with, he would almost like mock the conspiracy theory about the New World Order. And he, he said several times as I listened to him, I used to believe in conspiracy theories. I used to believe in the New World Order. But then it got so it got so complicated and this person had to be involved and this guy had to be involved and this guy had to be. And he goes, how could all these connections be made? It, it seems so ridiculous. And I thought about it and I said to myself, it could be true because there is a master hand behind the scenes guiding all these connections. Just like the Lord has his kingdom and he has his providence over that, the devil is moving his pieces and he's putting his pieces in place. And unless you factor that in, it does sound ridiculous. That's, it's too big. It's, too, it's been going on too long. Why would it be generational like that? But if the master behind it is the devil and he's trying to push this thing onto the earth, just like what the Bible talks about, then it makes perfect sense. And so, you know, let me read this definition of the, the New World Order from Wikipedia. And uh, here's the, that, lo that same logo. It says, the New World Order conspiracy theory. Whenever you talk about the New World Order, those, those words are almost always linked to that. You know, it's a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy is basically if, if two or, or more people conspire to do something, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. This is no theory. This is really happening, man. So it goes on and it says, the reverse side of the Great Seal of the United States, 1776, the Latin phrase, Norvis Ordo Seclorum, appearing on the reverse side of the Great Seal since 1782, and on the back side of the U.S. $1 bill since uh, uh, 1935, translates to the new order of the ages. It alludes to the beginning uh, era in the United States of America is an independent nation state. Conspiracy theorists claim this is the allusion to the new world order. I just have a problem with why would you put a pyramid with an all-seeing eye on that seal? You know, there, so this stuff has been going on uh, for a while, but it goes on. It says the New World Order or the NWO is claimed to be an emerging clandestine totalitarian uh, world government by various conspiracy theorists. Theories. So whenever you talk about this, you, you end up in a category of conspiracy theorists. The common uh, theme in the conspiracy theories about the New World Order is one of the secretive power elite and globalist agenda is conspiring to eventually rule the world through an authoritarian world government which will replace the sovereign nation states and all-encompassing propaganda whose ideology hails the establishment of the New, new World Order and uh, culmination of history's progress. Many influential historical and contemporary figures have therefore been alleged to be part of the cabal and operates through many front organizations and orchestrates significant political and financial events ranging from causing systematic crisis to pushing through controversial policies at both national and international levels as steps of an ongoing plot to achieve, achieve world domination. Before 1990, the world, New World Order conspiracism was limited uh, to two American countercultures, primarily military anti-government right and secondarily, that a part of fundamental Christianity concerned with the end times emergence of the Antichrist. So, when they're talking about domestic terrorists, one of the persons that gets high on the list is Bible-believing, prophecy-believing fundamental Christians. Because they are aware of this, and they oppose this. So therefore, we're, anybody who believes the Bible and what it says, it says about this is actually consi considered a domestic terrorist. It's been uh, written about before. So this is, um, you know, I believe it's our job. Our job is to resist the devil. And our job is to uh, pray 
and uh, we stand in opposition to this, and it's part of the church, and that's one of the things that we do when we pray. We do warfare against these sorts of things, and we're praying against this. We're praying, we're, we're basically, uh, it says in, in Thessalonians, that which hinders shall hinder until he be taken out of the way. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I'm, I'm trying to bring perspective, I'm trying to bring comfort, I'm trying to bring uh, function to what the church is about right now. And part of our function is to proclaim a kingdom, which is not the New World Order, it's Christ's kingdom that's coming, and we're to stop, stand in opposition of this false kingdom that is going to take a lot of people to hell. And so we're, we need to be aware, when you go to war, you got to know who your enemy is. You know, you can't just say, oh, we're, we're fighting something, but we don't know what it is. It's basically the devil, and he's manifesting through um, world control through people who have given themselves over to this system. Um, this is an ancient battle. It's very old. It goes all the way back to the roots. You know, in any major, like I said, doctrine or teaching, normally has its, its beginnings in the book of, of uh, Genesis. Um, let me read this. You know, once again, let me read this, this scripture. This was from the Dates Bible. I read this um, at, at either on church, I think one of the sermons, but I think it's so good because it shows the um, basically the progression or it puts things in sort of an order. And the, like I said, the purpose of doing this is not to instill any fear, but it's to bring knowledge so that we in, are empowered by that knowledge. And it says this, the rapture before the Antichrist. So the New World Order is about bringing in a person called the Antichrist. It's about bringing in a person called the false prophet. It's about bringing in um, the devil and his reign. The dragon, it says, gives power to this beast system. And it's going to be, so it's, it's an unholy trinity. It's, it's mimicking God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. So you have the devil, you have the Antichrist, and you have his false prophet that's going to be heralding this. This is what's, what's uh, looming. But I believe that the Bible is pretty clear that it says, one of those figures is not able to come onto the scene. He cannot come onto the scene until the church is taken out. So the church is actually hindering the advancement of the New World Order or this... Um, uh, appearance of the Antichrist. It says, uh, rapture before the Antichrist. The church will continue to hinder the, hinder the lawless one until the rapture, and then the Antichrist will be revealed. This is the conclusive proof that the rapture takes place before Daniel's 70th week and the tribulation, Revelation 6, 1 through 1921. I'm going to be going through the book of Revelation, and if you've never gone through it or you don't have an understanding of that book, it'll become clear and it'll put things into a proper perspective and order. And it says that there's a blessing attached to knowing and understanding and reading and studying that book. According to Daniel 9.27, Antichrist will be here for seven years, for he makes a seven-year covenant with Israel. If he is here for seven years, which will be the last seven years of this age, and if he who hinders lawlessness refers to the church and is taken out of the way before he comes, then the rapture will take place before the last seven years of this age and before the Antichrist comes at, uh, at the beginning of those seven years. So that's to put these things in proper order. So like I said, I'm not trying to instill fear, but confidence. Now, to say that things will not get rough or it won't get hard before that event takes place, I'd be lying if I said that because we're made um, to overcome. We're overcomers and the promises, even for the rapture, is promised to the overcomers that we continue to be persistent and, and God bless you guys for tuning in and learning. We, we, we need to be constantly learning about these things and we're, we're gearing up, we're arming up for a battle. 
you know, I'm sorry for churches that haven't even taught their churches anything about this. You're, there is, it's like we're headed into a, a storm here, and we need to be ready for what's coming. It says, uh, you know, talking about the money thing again, uh, it says in 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. You know, we know that, um, that this, like I said, is, is a... Um, you know, it's a spiritual thing going on. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, you know, the, the, in 1 John 2.15, it says, don't love the world and the things of the world. You know, so we're, of a, we're ambassadors of a foreign kingdom. We're, our our, our uh, touch on this planet should be pretty light. Um, we know that, um, why would somebody be involved with this? Why would somebody be involved with something like this? Well, um, I believe when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, that he fasted for 40 days and the devil came and the devil says to him, he says, he says, he showed him all the glories of this kingdom and their authority and the power in a moment of time. He says, look at this. He says, all these things are mine and I can give it to whom I will. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. So number one, the devil is looking for uh, submission and he's looking for, he's looking for um, worship from mankind. This goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when uh, mankind had dominion over the garden and through disobedience it was usurped by the devil and there was a war that started at that point. That's where it all starts from. Then we go to chapter um, 11 in um, Exodus where it talks about Babylon. You know, it talks about the uh, Tower of ba Babel and it was a rebellion. God says, be fruitful, multiply, cover the face of the earth. Everybody said, no, uh, this guy named uh, Nimrod comes on the scene, and he says, no, let's build a tower. So he gathers everybody, and he builds this tower, and God comes down there, and he's looking at this project, and he's thinking to himself, wow, mankind is one, they're united with one language, and nothing that they propose to do in their heart will be withheld from them. And he says, I'm going to go down there and check it out. He goes down and goes, he, he confounds them. He, he, he gives them all different languages. And everybody just scatters away because God wanted man to inhabit the earth. He didn't want one centralized city with one tower with one person in charge because man is in a fallen condition and that project wasn't going anywhere good. And God says, it's not time for that. So that's the precedence for one world religion and how God views that thing. He doesn't want it. God's idea was to have nation states with individual borders. It talks about it in uh, Acts 17, that that was God's plans for man, that they would have their own uh, sovereignty, their own borders, and their own nations. Um, this thing is, is talking about, you know, you're, you're seeing these uh, political uh, cries, you know, that, that, you know, that we're seeing from uh, some of these uh, po politicians now, and even movements within the, the political realm right now. No borders, no walls, no USA at all. We don't want no borders. We want we want the Green New Deal. We want to bring in all these things. We're, we're so concerned about the environment. The environment starts to become what's worshipped there. All these agendas are not really about what they're proposing. All it is is tearing down the power of a sovereign nation and bringing in a, a global agenda. The Pope is big time behind this. I have a, an awesome video that I can show, but it's a little long and I don't really have the time. But it's talking about how... Even the Catholics within the church are very disturbed at the um, things that are the turn of events within the Catholic churches. Why is he, he's more of a, a social pope? Why is he uh, purporting communism? Why is he embracing the Muslims? Why? Because he's promoting a one world religion 
and a one world order and a one world government. Why is he opposed to our president so much? Because our president is a president who says the United States should be a sovereign nation. We should make our country great and other countries should make themselves great at the same time instead of just coming in and absorbing into this global goo that they want to put us into. We don't want to go into that. You know, we, our president has, has staved it off, but it's going to eventually go there. Um, I want to run a couple clips here um, from my phone. There's a, let's see. I'm going to run this one. This is, I mean, sorry for the quality of this. This TV is so large that it washes these, these images out pretty bad. But I'm going to show you, you know, uh, I'll show you George Bush uh, Sr. first and what he says about this. We, you might have seen this clip before. But he's talking about the New World Order here. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world for the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. So part of that new world order is the United Nations. United Nations, there's, there's several different players. You have the Bilderberg Group, you have the Trilateral Commission, you have the Club of Rome, you have um, Freemasons. I mean, there's all sorts of branches. And the other one that's surprising, but it makes a lot of sense, is corporate America. Corporate America, because I believe that a lot of these people who are running the big corporations, in order to make the big money, have, have sold out to the devil and made the deal. When you see Nike, who's making billions and millions and millions of dollars, hmm. and they're so anti-American, you got, you got to ask yourself, why? Why are they promoting an anti-American agenda when they got fat and rich off American money? And it's because they're uh, working in China, and China is part of this global organization that just wants to absorb everything into this model. And we have to break down the sovereignty and the strength of the one thing that's standing in the way, which is the United States. And that's why we, you see Colin Kaepernick, and they promote this guy, and they lose millions of dollars because of his endorsement. But we're still going to push the agenda because we're serving a master behind the scenes. That's what I believe is happening. Um, I have another clip here from... Uh, who's the next one? I got, you know, John Kerry, I mean, there's, oh, here's a great one. Here's, here's an uh, insightful look into our current president. This is from Newt Gingrich. Sorry about, like I said, the images are terrible because this TV just blows them up too much. Yeah. Um, okay. This is Newt Gingrich. Newt represents personally the panic of the establishment of the party. And I think they all hoped, held their breath for Super Tuesday, nothing didn't work. Uh, and now they're faced with a very real prospect of Donald Trump becoming the leader of the party, and it absolutely drives them crazy. Uh, they just cannot imagine sharing. 
Well, because he's an outsider. He's not them. He's not part of the club. He's uncontrollable. Uh, you know, he hasn't been through the initiation rights. He didn't belong to the secret society. Um, and I think the Lang they don't see him well. They have no idea how to relate. <laughs> so you saw I that. Fall back. Sorry. Um, they, they don't have control over him. He didn't go through the initiations. He's not part of the club. You know, so there's, there's um, you know, there's different uh, elitist clubs. You know, the Bonesmen from, oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me get that image up there. Um, let me just stop it. Nice. At least we'll have long rain in there. <laughs> um, they, have, they have clubs that where these people are involved with. And they do things to be initiated into it. And then they're controlled. Donald Trump wasn't part of that organization. He was outside of that group. And so he's like a maverick. And he, he also loves this country. He loves the United States. And it's, it's done him well. And so, um, you know, he's trying to preserve uh, that whatever it was that he feels that made America great, which is our, you know, our constitution, our freedoms, our capitalism, as well as our freedom of religion. And he's trying to preserve that. So please pray for our president. You know, we got news of uh, Boris Johnson right now. Our president has inspired nationalist movements across the world. In Brazilian, they have a nationalist president. You know, he's, he, he actually got stabbed on the campaign trail, and he became their president. So we have a movement where people are actually rebelling against this New World Order. But the New World Order is fighting back tooth and nail right now. And I believe that even what we're seeing where this coronavirus and this whole uh, thing that we're seeing, the reason why this is an appropriate question to bring up is because they advance through chaos. They're, one, of their, one of their methods is, or their models is, order out of chaos. So they bring the chaos, or they, they, they traffic in the chaos, but they have a plan to bring this thing back into order and make people feel secure. So this, this is kind of what's going on right now, and they're getting a lot of traction out of this. But we as the church need to be praying yes. for a harvest of souls, for the, uh, the gospel of the kingdom to go forth, and to use the opportunities that we have right now to, to tell people about what's going on. Um, you know, this is an interesting thing. This is a, a little bit of an older clip. And, you know, right now we're dealing with, we're hearing about, you know, the, the other part of the question was, who, who are some of the players in this agenda? And one of the big players on this is somebody named Bill Gates. You know, he started Microsoft, and now he's, he's such a philanthropist, and he's going around, and he's so concerned about the world health, and uh, he's coming up with vaccines and all this. And he said somewhere in one of his uh, videos that he says, if we vaccinate everybody, and we do a good job with this, we can probably drop the, the world population by about 10%. And so it's like, I thought you are trying to save lives with vaccinations. You're saying you're going to drop the population by 10% by your vaccinations? And they have plans of, of basically, it's called eugenics, where it's to really thin the herd. They feel that there's too many people on the planet, and they're using up their resources. They look at themselves as the elites, and we're the ones who ha should have all this stuff. So let me just pray, pray, play this video. This is in talking about a potential scenario down the line, having to do with vaccinations, having to do with a, with a, a traumatic event like what we're facing, having to do with this new world order control that they would like to impose upon us. So watch this video clip. So sorry about the quality of it.
believe, one among several plans to ensure that the government's edict of mandated vaccinations, and by the way, the state of Oklahoma last week passed through its house just such a law from the state of Oklahoma and its residents that everyone would be vaccinated in the state of Oklahoma. Now, having said that, there are also plans that will ensure that you do not freely travel, nor will you be able to really go anywhere without proof that you have had the vaccination at the point that the government mandates that certain levels of the population take the inoculation. When that happens, I have been told by state troopers across the country that there are plans ready to be implemented that would include roadblocks and choke points, as we call them, major interstate junctions around major cities and so forth, where the greatest number of people can be held until they are either, they either prove their vaccination by papers or, in the case of a medical specialist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who told me that they had observed a semi-tractor trailer being unloaded at the hospital, loading dock, pallets and pallets, scores of cases of metal bracelets that once put on would slip into a place and, and be either uh, pegged in there with some kind of uh, device to hold it in place, but the band was meant to be permanent. On top is a chip. That chip will include all kinds of information about you and the fact that you have been inoculated. Now, this is one of several plans. It has not yet seen the light of day, but it is there. It's in readiness. You choose the poison. It's either slow homicide or slow suicide. They're either going to kill you with the injection, or if you go up and say, sure, I just want to be able to go wherever I want to go, and you take it, to me, that's virtual suicide. It's a slow motion suicide. So we've all talked about not getting the vaccination. That's clear. But you may not have a choice. I am told that the plans include buses that will be standing by for people in roadblocks that refuse to take the inoculation. The people will then be escorted to the buses and taken, as I was told, in the state I was in at that time when I was speaking to the troopers. You're going to get a free ride to a nice warm pump in Fort Riley. 